Thank you, everybody, from, that's joining us from live stream. We're so thankful you're here. Get your Bible, open up to the Word of God with us, and uh, look what it says in the Word while we're looking in the Word. Uh, don't be just, you know, vacuuming and doing other things. Listen and just stop and give your full attention to the Word. Amen. Let us know you're there. Comment. Let us know what God's doing in your life. Tell us where you're listening from. Like, subscribe, and all of that. Hit the bells and all the things that are there. Praise the Lord. Um, I want to share something this morning. Just started rolling around. It's been rolling around. And uh, Pastor, I kind of got a little bit on it. But uh, if you want to go with me in your Bible, if you brought your Bible this morning, we're going to start here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. And uh, I got a little echo. I don't know if you all can hear that, but... First uh, Corinthians chapter 14, and we're going to read verses. Well, let's start in verse number one. One of the things that as a pastor that are necessary as people come to the church, new people come and so forth, is you've got to go over things that the church was established on and revisit them a little bit. <clears throat> because maybe we, many of us are established on it, but maybe new ones don't really know much about certain things that we just take for granted. So we're going to cover some things here this morning about tongues. Um, can you hear the echo like I can hear it? Looks like you're working on it. Okay, thank you. Uh, but, uh, but tongues and the purpose of speaking in other tongues. Because this is a spirit-filled church. And not just because we say so, but because we've got the evidence. <laughs> Whenever they spoke with tongues in the Bible, you know, throughout the book of Acts and so forth, there was always an initial evidence of speaking with other tongues. So uh, uh, some people question that, and if we had time, we'd go through that. But you can go online. There's a whole series online. Uh, what's it called? The Holy Spirit and His Gifts, I think. And you can listen to 37 audios, I believe it is, on the uh, issue of the uh, subject of the Holy Spirit and tongues and all the gifts of the Spirit. And so uh, you're welcome to do that and, you know, get all your questions answered. But the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians talks, Paul talks a lot about speaking in other tongues, speaking with other tongues. And so this is a subject that is uh, really, it's, people are confused about it. They read certain verses and they, they find what the Bible says about uh, certain t aspects of tongues. Uh, remember, the, the Bible uses the term diversities of tongues. Uh, that just simply means a couple of things. It means, number one, that, that uh, there are different tongues. Remember, whenever in Acts 2, whenever they are all filled with the Holy Ghost, they said that the people from all over the known you know, country there, all their different aspects of the country, uh, speaking all different languages, said we hear them speaking in our tongues. And so <clears throat> diversities of tongues, because Paul said we speak with the tongues of men and of angels. There are, there are many tongues of men and apparently different languages of angels. And so he said that when we speak in tongues, uh, we can speak in tongues, diverse tongues. There are different, somebody might have a different tongue than I have. Isn't that right? That's one meaning of the word diverse. But another meaning of the word diverse is that there are diverse uses for speaking in other tongues. There's just the, the, the private devotional edification uh, purpose of building up yourself on your most holy faith, Jude 20, remember? Building up, speaking in other tongues, uh, building up yourselves in most holy faith, praying in, 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 in an unknown tongue. Uh, there are uh, just the prayer tongue to pray out the plan of God for your life. That's all the private devotional use for it. And then there's public ministry of tongues. 
the Bible says here in 1 Corinthians 14, if you look at the first few verses, let's just start in verse 1, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, follow after charity. That's, that's the love walk. That, we think of charity as given to the poor, but that's a poor translation for the Greek word agape. Charity means the love, the God kind of love. In other words, toward our brother and our sister and our fellow man, walk in this divine kind of love, follow after that and desire spiritual gifts. How many of you know that tells us right there, one of the purposes of these things is to minister the love of God to people. Uh, If your motive for being used in spiritual gifts, which includes more than tongues, but if your motive for it is, you know, to be seen uh, or to, you know, know, whatever, I'm trying to think of... But, you know, things, just things that are not of God. Then he said, you, though you speak with tongues of men and angels and you have not love, it's just a noisy gong. Right? And so one translation says for verse 1 here, follow, King James says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. One translation says, uh, uh, follow this love the love of God as you set your heart on gifts of the Spirit. In other words, that's your motive for wanting to be used in gifts of the Spirit. Yes. Not to be seen, not for everybody to go, wow, look at him or look at her, you know. It's to be, to be a blessing to people. Right. You read 1 Corinthians 12 and it talks about spiritual gifts or manifestations, tongues, interpretations among them. And it says they're given for the profit of all. Yes. So for other people's benefit. That's right. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. So follow after love as you set your heart on these gifts of the Spirit. And then he said in verse 2, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, unknown to the man, not unknown to God, because he goes on to say, Speaketh not unto men, but unto God. So he's talking to God. If it's an unknown tongue to God, then he doesn't understand what we're saying either. But the Bible says in Romans 8 that he does. Romans 8 talks about he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit. God knows what the Spirit is helping us to utter in tongues. It's not unknown to him. He knows. But here he said in verse 2, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, it's unknown to man. Actually, the word unknown there is italicized. The the translators added that. It might be unknown to us, but not to God. Speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Hallelujah. I mean, you're on the hotline to heaven. Hallelujah. You're talking to God on his level. (laughs) Hallelujah. I said, you're talking to God on his level. And uh, really, this is is a divine means of communication with God. So it speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. That would be you, including you. Now, that doesn't mean that God can't give you the interpretation. Because there is the tongue and interpretation, but we don't have time to get into that. No man understandeth him. How be it, notice, in the spirit. So that's what, that, that's what this is. This is done in the spirit. In the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. He didn't say he speaketh gibberish, and uh, it doesn't really amount to anything. If you listen to some folk in the body of Christ, they think, well, I don't know what good that is. That's just gibberish. That's not what he said. He said, you're speaking mysteries. And one translation says divine secrets. And, and who are you talking them with? You're talking them with God. Talking to God. In other words, you're speaking out of your spirit. Go down to the 14th verse, 1 Corinthians 14, 14. He said down there, he said, if I speak here, he's talking about this tongues as well as he did in verse number two. 
they're speaking in other tongues. For if I pray, the only difference is between the verse 14 and, or verse 2 is praying versus speaking. But you could be praying when you are speaking. Because praying is, includes speaking, doesn't it? If I pray in an unknown tongue, again, unknown is italicized, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. The Amplified says, my spirit by the Holy Spirit prays. But my understanding is unfruitful. So the understanding is the mind. This is not coming out of your mind. This is coming out of our spirit, which is different than our minds. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, or excuse me, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. If you're going to grow up and be a mature Christian, you have to know the difference between those three parts of your being. Because you have to live, a spiritual mature Christian lives out of their spirit, not out of their head, not out of their body. Not, not what they feel, not what they think, not what, they, not what their emotions are guiding them to do. Because your emotions will go in and out and up and down, sideways and reverse, forward and backwards. All over the place, all over the map, all over the time. I mean, from moment to moment. You might have been happy when you came in here and you're no longer happy. Because you had to sit beside who you'd sit. No, I'm just kidding. You're just kidding. <laughs> Amen. But so, no, you can't don't live out of your emotion. Live out of your spirit. Hallelujah. I can feel, I can feel, I can feel like I'm not even saved. And, and live out of here and start drawing out of here. And before you know it, I'm bubbly and full of, full of the joy of the Lord, full of the Holy Ghost. Praise God, because he's in there all the time. I can draw out. So he said, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. So praying in other tongues is praying to the Father out of your spirit apart from your mind. Your mind has nothing to do with it. Amen. It's a divine means of communication with our Father. Praise God. And you can talk things over with Him that, you're, that you have down in your heart that you have no way of expressing. You don't know how to express it to God. And you can just talk it over with Him. I do it all the time. Praise God. Anyway, he, His Spirit prayeth, but His understanding is unfruitful. All right. I want you to see... <clears throat> um, Verse 2 is talking about talking to God. And so look here, people say, well, I don't know what good that is. But notice here, Paul said in verse 18, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. I speak with tongues more than you all. No wonder Paul was so effective in, in what he did and did, got so much done for God because he said he spoke in tongues more than all of them. I mean, you almost could say he's saying more than all of them combined. I mean, he between bites, Jangalakaya. <laughs> he spoke with tongues all the time. Yeah. Went, went to bed speaking in tongues, got up speaking in tongues. Yeah. He just edified. Smith Wigglesworth said, the secret to my ministry is I just edify myself, then I go out and I edify the people. Well, what do you mean edify myself? Well, that's verse number 14 and verse 18. But look, go back there to verse number, uh, verse number four. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. He that prophesieth edifieth the church. So speaking in tongues is a spiritual, it's a, it's a means of spiritual edification. It's a build, the word edify means to build up. So you can build yourself up. Remember Jude 20? Building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. 
Then he said, keep yourself in the love of God. So that tells you something else that speaking in other yes. tongues will help you do. Yes. It'll keep you out yes. of the flesh. Amen. Because you remember Billy Frazier? Anybody remember that name? Billy Frazier led Dr. Dufresne to the Lord. You remember? He would witness to Dr. Dufresne on the job site. And then, you know, Dr. Dufresne had a, you know, he wasn't saved. He had a temper and he'd cuss him out. You know, tell him to stop. <laughs> and uh, Billy Frazier seemed to always have a need to go to the restroom after, after yeah. Dr. Dufresne yeah. cussed him out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that story? Yes. Yes. And so uh, after Dr. Dufresne eventually got saved, he said, uh, you know, they were, you know, talking more in different terms now and different, you know, they're more friends now. And so Dr. Dufresne said to him, he said, I got a question. He said, every time you'd witness to me, you'd end up going to the bathroom. Did you have some sort of medical condition or something? <laughs> that you had to use the restroom so often. He said, no, I had to go in there and I had to cool myself off and pray in other tongues and get back out of the flesh because I wanted to hit you right in the face. (laughs) Remember that? What what, what did speaking in other tongues help him do? Helped him crucify the flesh. Helped him live out of the love of God on the inside of him rather than the fleshly nature of you cuss me out, I'll cuss you out. Amen. And right there goes your opportunity to witness any further, you know. <laughs> you bring a reproach upon the very the name of the very one you're endeavoring to witness for. Yes. So you're witnessing for him and then bringing reproach on him because of your bad character, you know. Well, I'll go over here and preach that because nobody over here needs that, but over here. So it'll edify you, build you up, keep you up above the flesh. In fact, you can live so much above the flesh you barely notice it. All the husbands and wives said, I need to pray more in other tongues. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. We got a couple here in the front, been married a couple months. I'm sure they can testify. (laughs) Shakabaya, brother. (laughs) Romans 8.13. Go over there. Romans 8.13. Praise God. If you can sanctify the tongue. Remember the Bible said in James chapter number three. The tongue is the most unruly member. Well, then he said, if you can control your tongue, you can control your whole body. Well, speaking with other tongues is, a, is, a, is, is yielding to the Holy Spirit to help you control that tongue. But I just want you to see Romans 8, 13. If you, if you don't have this marked, get this marked. Romans chapter 8, verse 13. Let me turn to it. Uh, he said... If you live after the flesh, you'll die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Notice you through the spirit, not you through willpower. You you need divine help. Crucifying the flesh. Word mortify means to put to death. In other words, you can bring those fleshly uh, reactions and fleshly appetites and you know, flying off the handle and saying the wrong thing, saying things that your flesh stirred you up to say, you can bring all that into a dead standstill. Mortify means to bring to death, put to death, bring it to a dead standstill. Praise God to where your flesh doesn't rule you anymore. Woo, glory to God. Tell your neighbor, boy, if you get there, you're walking in the glory. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. Amen. 
We need to see glorified Danes, glorified Matt's, glorified Leanne's, glorified Mike. You're already glorified, but she's not yet. You want to testify? We'll get a mic. No, no, that wouldn't be edifying. Praise. So, but uh, you can, you can, you can rise above living so much because see. Go over to James chapter number three. Go, if you can control the tongue, you can control your whole body. Look here. Let's just look at what it says. Let's remind ourselves. Remind ourselves. Amen. Praise the Lord. I've been praying and visiting some of your homes. You need reminded. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we probably all could use a reminding. James 3 talks about the tongue, notice, in many, verse number 2, in many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word. In other words, he never says the wrong thing, one translation says. The same as a perfect man. That means mature. Amen. Mature. Hallelujah. Mature. Turn me up so I can hear myself. Mature man and able, notice he said, that mature man is able to bridle the whole body. In other words, if you can control your tongue... Control your tongue. You can control or bridle the whole body. Praise God. We put ships in verse number four. We put, uh, the, behold also the ships with though uh, they be driven, they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue uh, is a little member and boasts great things, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. So the tongue can direct, he's talking about that rudder directing a ship, and he said that, that, that's like our tongue, it can direct our lives. Well, think about that in the, in the context of Romans 8. I didn't plan on getting on all this, but your wife called. She said you needed it. All the, all the unmarrieds went, whew, praise the Lord. But think about Romans 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what to pray for as we ought. Remember? Yes, sir. Uh, but, but he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints. Notice according to what? According to the what? The will of God. According to when you're praying in other tongues, you're praying the perfect will of God. It's impossible to play, pray your plan in tongues. That's why it says in Jude 20, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Most holy faith. Most holy faith. Not a faith mixed with your own thinking. Mixed with your own mind. Your own plans. But when you pray in other tongues, you're praying out of your most holy faith. Holy faith means separated unto God. In other words, there's none of your plans in there. There's none of your thinking in there. Really, I'll just give you a little reference, a little, little context of what he's talking about. You read in the Old Testament, the temple was made up of the outer court, the inner court, and then the Holy of Holies. Yes. That's right. That's right. And that Holy of Holies was the most, called the most holy place. Well, that's a type of you. You have an outer court, it's called the body. An inner court, it's called the soul. But then you got the Holy of Holies, that's the spirit. And that's where the presence of God lives. That's where the Holy Ghost lives in your life. He dwells in your spirit. Oh, the Bible said, our body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but that's that's only because that's your temple. 
Paul said, or Peter said, I'm going to soon put off this, my tabernacle, my tabernacle. He's saying, that's where I live. I, the real me, the spirit man. This is my house. I live in my house. The spirit man lives inside of the body. And whenever the body dies, the spirit and the soul actually go to be with the Lord. But that's where the Holy Spirit came in. When you were born again, he came in, recreated your spirit. And then when you got filled, he filled your spirit. Pastor Ike was talking about that on Wednesday night. Praise God. So filling the spirit man being filled, that's the, that's now where the, the Holy, that's where the Holy Ghost is. Just like in the old Testament, the presence of God was, it dwelt in the Holy of Holies above the Ark of the Covenant. You remember that? So you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. He doesn't live in the outer court. He doesn't live in the soul. He lives in the Holy of Holies. That's your most holy part of your being. Amen. It's already recreated. It's already in the image of God. The love of God is shed abroad in there. Actually, when you sin, he doesn't sin. Did you know that? Amen. He didn't sin, but you, your flesh did and your mind did. Just a little thing to think about. The Bible said, if you're begotten of God, he that is begotten of God sinneth not. Amen. So your spirit didn't want to do that whenever you did that. Your spirit tried to catch those words before they came out of your mouth. I'm just going to. Your spirit tried to get a hold of those words. Why? Because the presence of God is in there and he's holy. And he's love. And he doesn't want you to say those things. He didn't sin. He tried to stop you. Amen. Anyway, just a little something to think about. But uh, we're back here to this building up yourselves on your most holy faith. What's your most holy faith? It's faith in your spirit that is untainted by your mind and your body. It's untainted by anything human. And when you pray in other tongues, you're praying out of your most holy faith. In other words, you're praying the perfect will of God. You're not praying your, praying your plans. You might have plans to marry a flesh pot. A piece of meat that you found at the meat market. It's called the internet. Oh, I'm just kidding. There's other, there's other meat markets, but I'm just saying that. Pastor, what's he talking about? I don't know what he's talking about. The word meat is carne. It's the word for carnal. It's the word for flesh. So your flesh wants flesh. But God has a plan. Amen. This is good preaching this morning. I'm just telling you. If you're single, you need this. If you're married, you need this. So you might have plans to marry a piece of meat. In other words, there's, there's marriages of the flesh. In other words, they just like each other's bodies. There's marriages of the soul. They just like each other's way of thinking or they both have the same interests. You know what I'm Oh, you like to travel the world? I like to travel the world. You want to, you want to buy a sailboat and travel the world? Let's do it together. We like each other. <laughs> That's a marriage of the soul. <laughs> Has nothing to do with God. Yeah. Nothing to do with the plan of God. Yeah. And it's an unholy faith. Yeah. Well, we're Christians. We love God. Yeah, but you yeah. might not have a holy faith. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah. Ooh, you're 
Praise the Lord. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah, it is. So, your most holy faith is, is what's God saying to your spirit. That's because you can marry somebody, and I don't know why I'm on this, but you can marry somebody that is not the plan of God, and, and you won't fulfill the plan of God marrying that person. Amen. Amen. And that doesn't mean God's going to make you marry somebody ugly. People hear what I'm saying, they think, oh, that means I got to, if I'm, if I'm holy and sanctified, he's going to make me marry somebody ugly. No, that's not true either. <laughs> Pastor's in rare form today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So anyway, but he will have, he, there is somebody, I don't believe there's just one person for, from anybody, you know, in the world, just one person. I mean, if that were true and one person messed up, that messes up the whole thing. I don't think God's that rigid. Do you? I don't think he's that confined. I think he's bigger than that. But yet there are, there, there is somebody that he has in mind. Amen. And Miss Sandra's looking for him. I mean, she's posted on Facebook and everywhere. She's just, anyway, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, but she is available. Dial 1-800. No. <laughs> 1-800-FIND-A-MAN. That's what it is. No, she's not desperate. <laughs> not desperate. Amen. Praise the Lord. She is a treasure. She's a treasure. Anyway, before I start sinning with my mouth, I'm going to keep on moving. Most holy faith. Most holy faith. That's faith that comes out of your spirit. That's faith, and you can build yourself up on your most holy faith. Okay, well, now, Romans 8 says, when we pray, the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. For we know not, that's one of our infirmities. We don't know everything, our minds I'm talking about, don't know everything. And it helps our infirmities. We know not what we should pray for as we ought. But then notice what he says. But, aren't you glad that but's there? He said, but... um, the Spirit himself, King James says itself, Greek says himself, makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So he's talking about these, these uh, the King James says cannot be uttered. Other translations say too deep for utterance. He's talking about what you express in, he mentions groanings here, and also it could be tongues. Tongues can be included in expressing what you have in your heart to God that you don't know how to say in English or Espanol or whatever. You ever had something in your heart that you just didn't know how to express to God? Yeah, like every day. Amen. Well, not quite every day, but there's a lot of times. And you try it in English and your spirit never gets satisfied. You want to talk it over deeper with God. And you don't even know how to put words on what you long for. 
That's what one translation says, groanings and longings. Yes. Other ones say yearnings. Yes. There are desires within your spirit. You know your flesh has desires, your mind has desires, but your spirit man has a desire. Has desire. He desires the will of God. So he makes intercession for the saints with groanings which cannot be uttered. In articulate speech, one translation says. I think that maybe that's the Amplified. But he that searches the hearts knows, he knows. What is the mind of the Spirit? In other words, when the Holy Ghost has given us that utterance, God, he, that's God, searches the hearts. God knows what the Holy Spirit is expressing through us or what we're expressing by the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, praying for other people when you don't know really what, there's an unction there, but you don't know what they're going through. I've prayed out all kinds of miracles for my own life and other people's lives. Remember that man I told you about in LaSalle, Peru, that was raised from the dead? Yes, sir. That's how that got changed. Amen. Remember I told you that was all as a result of getting that unction to pray, I don't know, an hour and 45 minutes or whatever it was. Just, just, just praying in the Holy Spirit. There's a divine urge. I mean, I'm supposed to be getting ready for my sermon. But I couldn't, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say I couldn't, but I would grieve the Holy Ghost if I unhooked from speaking and praying that out. There was some, something that he's praying out. And it was a man that needed to be raised from the dead that night. If you don't know that story, I don't know, I'm trying to think where to, where to find that, but basically he died in the service. But by the power of God, he was raised up. You ever thought about this? You remember Acts 2, 11? You might not remember. I mean, you'll remember when I quote it. Acts 2, 11. Okay, it's in your book. Which one? The, the Divine Healing and Health for Today. You can find it in there. If you got it online or you got a, a digital copy, you can do search. You can yes, find sir. it. Yes, LaSalle, Peru. Did you put the LaSalle, Peru in there? Hopefully. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, get, we digress. Um, remember Acts 2, 11? It talks about whenever they heard him speaking with other tongues. This is a bit of a shotgun sermon this morning, but they heard him speak with other tongues and we, we do hear them in our tongue, notice, uh, speaking the wonderful works of God. Did I quote that pretty accurately? Speaking the wonderful works of God. So when you're praying in tongues, what are you talking about? Wonderful works of God. Now that could fall into two categories. You could be pray that that could be praise and worshiping God for His wonderful deeds, what He's done for us. In fact, that, that this has happened many times, but I think just two weeks ago or so, I was edifying myself in other tongues, and I started interpreting. And I thought it would be something more along the lines of what He wanted us to do about some things, but it was just about some of the. It was just scripture after scripture after scripture talking about what God had done for me. You know, Colossians, he's raised me up and seated me with Jesus far above in Ephesians, you know, and he's delivered me from the authority of darkness and translated me into the kingdom of his love and son of his love. And just, I just edified myself and I got so happy. I was already, I was ready to meet Leanne, even though I didn't want, didn't want to deal with her. No, I'm just kidding. If I pick on you, you're safe. Amen. Pick on me, Pastor. Pick on me. <laughs> but just joking. Yeah, I'm just joking. Um, praise God. The wonderful works of God. That's what I was praying that day. The one, I was building up myself. Do you know you can speak things in tongues and then you can pray to interpret? Now, I'm not talking about in church. I'm talking about in your own private devotional tongues. 
There's another use of tongues for public utterances, and that's not us talking to God, that's God talking to us. Therefore, we get an answer to a question. People say, well, you all just started speaking in tongues, that's supposed to be interpreted. No, that's not God talking to us, that's us talking to God. And he don't need the interpretation. If it's, God, if it's an utterance where God's talking to us, that needs to be interpreted. Because we're not edified by the tongue. He that speaketh, verse 4, he that speaketh, I'm back in 1 Corinthians 14, he that speaketh in the unknown tongue edifieth himself. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. And tongues and interpretation of tongues together equals prophecy. Greater is he, the Bible said, greater is he that prophesied, greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret. In other words, prophecy is not greater than tongues and interpretation combined. It's equal to it. I can hand you a $10 bill or I can hand you two fives. And that's the same thing. Amen. And tongues of interpretation is two fives. Prophecy is a $10 bill. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. But you, you need to, you, you, you find, where's that verse at? He that speaketh in an greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, except he interpret. Isn't that right? First Corinthians 14. Anybody know where the verse is? Verse 5, 1 Corinthians, you need to see it, just because you're word people, right? Verse number 5, well, would that you all speak with tongues? So wait a minute, hold your horsey. Denominational Joe said that tongues is just the gift some people have. Well, here's Paul wishing, praying, wrote, and God inspired him to write it in the scripture that he wants all of us to speak in tongues. Paul, you need to wash your mouth out for wishing something that wasn't the will of God. I would that you all spoke with tongues, but rather that you prophesied. For greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, unless or except he interpret that the church may receive edification. So can you see that? Well, let's, well I'm going to go back to Romans in a minute here, but go over to uh, verse number... Uh, 16, here, else when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks, seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest? For thou verily givest thanks well, but the other is not edified. He's talking about in tongues, that's one thing you're doing. You're praising and worshiping God. You're thanking God. You can pray in tongues. Thanking God, I mean, excuse me, you can pray in English thanking God, or you can pray in tongues thanking God. And you can sing in tongues, and then you can sing the interpretation, and you can sing by the spirit of prophecy. That's even more edifying than tongues, because not only is your spirit getting edified when you prophesy, but your spirit and your mind and your emotions are being edified. Amen, because now your understanding is, now you understand what you're saying. But anyway, back to Romans, uh, I mean, excuse me, uh, Acts 2, verse 11, we do hear them speak in, in tongues, in, in our own tongue, the wonderful works of God. Yes. So you could just be in tongues, you know, thanking God, worshiping God, 
praising God for all his wonderful works, all that he's done in Christ, all that he's doing for you today at the right hand of the Father. You can worship him for all those things in tongues and get so edified and get so built up that you won't look like, you know, your last friend left you. I mean, so many Christians that are so empty of the Holy Ghost. God's will for every believer is they would be continually filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in divinely inspired utterances. Divinely inspired utterances include tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. And I'm not talking about in church. That's, that's not, every believer has the right to use tongues, to interpretation of tongues, and prophecy in their own, own private devotional life for their own spiritual edification. Amen. Somebody said, well, that's done away today. Oh, edification's done away today? Talking to God is done away with today? Praising and worshiping God is done away with today? Huh? No, 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 a thousand times no. No, so anyway, Acts 2, 11. We do hear them speak in, in our own tongue the wonderful works of God. I think I'm quoting that pretty accurately. Is that about right? All right. Now, I, though I, was, I was eating my breakfast this morning. Aren't you glad Pastor Jay eats oatmeal every morning? And I, was, and I was taking another bite, and I was meditating on what I was going to preach on this morning. And uh, this verse came up, Acts 2.11. It came up in my spirit. I looked over there because I knew, I knew exactly what the Lord was saying to him, but I wanted to see if it said it like I, like, like, like I remembered it said it. And I looked it up, and sure enough, we do speak, hear them speak with, in our own tongue the wonderful works of God. And, I, and this is what was in my spirit, whether they've already been manifested or not. Oh, oh my. Yeah. 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 Ooh, yeah. You can pray out yeah. divine yeah. workings. Yeah. Divine workings. Yeah. Divine workings. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The wonderful works of God. You can pray out moves of God. You can pray out uh, manifestations of gifts of the Spirit. Done it many times. In fact, that man was raised from the dead. That, that's not my faith. That's special faith. Praying those things out. Praying out manifestations of gifts of the Spirit. Brother Hagin said it, and I've noticed in my own life, he said, the more I pray in tongues, he said, in fact, the greatest miracles I've ever seen in my life, greatest healings that have come through my ministry, uh, the greatest you know, miracles to meet my financial needs and so forth and so on. He said, the greatest thing, the greatest things I've ever had experienced in my life has been a result of a season of praying in other tongues. Now you can understand why. Now you're, see, Acts 2.11, you're praying out the wonderful works of God. Wonderful. I said wonderful. You know what a sign and a wonder is? Makes you wonder. I wonder how that happened. The wonderful works of God. Glory to God. I'm telling you, I've had a blessed life, and this is part of reason, the reason why. I remember we got to the end of, we were building our, our house, and uh, we got to the end of our money, but we weren't done building. Amen. Not amen, but that's what happened. So 
I, I, you know, every, you, you got to be led of the spirit in every situation, what to do. And, and I just went to the Lord. I wasn't concerned about it, but I just went to the Lord. Lord, what do you, anything you want me to do? What, what, what do we, you know, we know how to claim what we need and so forth. But, but this is what came up in my spirit. Yeah. Came up in my spirit. Uh, pray in tongues one hour a day for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not an assignment for you, right. no, sir. nor have I ever done that since. Yeah. Never had done that before. Yeah. Not, we're not, this isn't legalism. You know, this is just something God gave me for that specific situation. (laughs) And so, so I said, got it, got it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You might think that sounds difficult. It was one of the easiest things I ever did. It's quite amazing. You might, well, I don't have that kind of time. Well, you don't really, really until you start, you know, prioritizing things like, like God says, you don't realize how much time you got. Yes, sir. So I just did that. I might have been doing it when I was getting ready in the morning or maybe driving down to the office or something, you know. I got an hour in every day, absolutely an hour. I mean, you get, to, get in a flow and, and you like it so much. I'm saying your spirit man likes it so much that after a while you don't want to quit in an hour. But thing after thing, as a result of that kind of praying, <clears throat> thing after thing after thing happened. Just kept on happening, just kept on happening, just kept on happening. Boom, all the money's there, closed the deal, moved in. Absolutely amazing. Hallelujah. I believe I prayed out the wonderful works of God. I believe, I believe there was times I was aware I'm working with angels right now. Angels are working with me. May be a better way to say that. They're, 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 I'm, I'm apparently saying something to them in tongues. I could tell something changed. Hallelujah. See, we got to go a little deeper. We, we said, you know, when we got filled with the Holy Ghost said a few words in tongues when we got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And so many times people are walking around talking about that day they got filled as if that's the greatest day they ever had in the things of the Spirit. That ought not be the greatest day you've ever had in the things of the Spirit. The greatest day ought to be just what happened this last, this past week. There ought to be a, uh, Howard Carter said this. He said, of course, the initial evidence of speak. I mean, the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is speaking with other tongues. He said, but this is, this is to be a continual stream, a, 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 a t- continuous flow, he said, a stream that never dries up. This, the, the tongue shouldn't dry up. When I got, I was a denominational Mennonite boy when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And when I, <laughs> hallelujah, I, I, nobody said, nobody had ever told me anything about getting drunk. Now, I'm not talking about on alcohol. If you're a visitor this morning, I'm not talking about alcohol. I'm talking about Ephesians 5. 15, 17, 18, 19, down and through there. Be not drunk with wine. What is that? Verse 18. Be not drunk with wine. Where is excess? Be filled. Be continually, the Greek says, filled with the Holy Ghost. In other words, don't be, don't, you don't need wine when you got this. You don't need alcohol. People that, that are drinking alcohol to forget their problems. And drinking their problems away is because the devil's offered them a cheap substitute exactly. for what God has had for believers yes. all along. Yes. And that is when you when the going gets rough, you go get drunk on the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Right. Drink hey. your fill. Amen. Jesus said, Oh, ho, everyone that thirsteth, let him come unto the waters and drink. He that believeth on me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Yes. This spake he of the Spirit. Yes. You can drink of the living water. Ho, everyone that thirsts, come and drink. Come and drink. 
Come and drink. I'm having a hard week. Come and drink. It's an open invitation. The bar is open all the time. Well, I got diagnosed with this or that. Well, drink. That's what the people of the world do. They've had a hard week and they want to forget about all their problems. And so they'll go get drunk. But that's a cheap substitute. And, and what we're talking about won't make you slap your wife. Come on, tell me something. It won't make you do things you wish later you hadn't have done. <laughs> Praise God. So this is, this is God's will for every believer. You, you're talking about, well, this is just for some. Well, then refreshing is just for some. Being filled is just for some. No. Talking to God. Remember all these things we've talked about. Praise and worshiping God. Edifying ourselves. No, that's not just for some. That's for all believers. Anyway, praise the Lord. So, we do hear them speak with tongues. The wonderful works of God. You can pray out the, the, the will of God, the plan of God, the purposes of God, and, uh, and do it in tongues. Because you don't know everything God's, God's got planned. Uh, and you don't know how, some things you don't know how to do them. But remember, he said right there in the, fourth, four, four, uh, the second verse of the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, he said that you can speak mysteries. You know, one of the greatest mysteries of your life is the future. You're pr- when you pray in tongues, you can get out beyond your present. And you can pray out your future. God has a plan for your life, but you might not know it, especially if you're just living out of your mind. You'll put your own mental interpretations on what that is. My goodness, time's flying today. But, but, but see, you've got your own mind and your plans are in your plans. Your plans are in your mind. This is what I'm going to do in life. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that and do the other. But God has a plan. And that plan's not in your mind unless your mind's been renewed, but that's not always the case. But God's plan is not in your mind, it's in your spirit. And the Holy Spirit will help you pray that out. And you can pray out the plan of God for your life, and things will begin to rise up out of your spirit that give you little glimpses of it. And uh, that, that will really, to be honest with you, God's plan in the future. You See, that'll get you out of your own interpretation of things. Praying in tongues will lift you above your own interpretation of things. I think about, uh, and this is just one illustration of probably many of our lives. Many of us can identify with this. Uh, I've just recently been just thinking about some of these things, and I was thinking about Pastor uh, Gerilyn, Pastor Ike's wife. Um, she went to school, you know, before she started really getting here to, con- to getting here and getting in the Word, getting her mind renewed and so forth. She went to school to be a psychologist, and she was going to minister to children, going all the way to get her, oh, her doctorate maybe, and she was on her way. And she came here to finish up, I think, down here to you, and uh, she was going to, and she started coming here to church, and she started hearing the Word and started getting her mind renewed. And started realizing the plan of God, and she started praying in other tongues, and you know, she was filled with the Spirit, praying in other tongues. And as she started walking this, this you know, way of living out for her life, walking in the light of the Word, 
walking in the spirit-filled life and so forth, she realized, wait a minute, this desire I have to help children, to minister to them, I put my own interpretation on how to help them and what, what they really need. They need the, 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 they need to get the word in them. Yes. They get to renew their mind yes. and, and live a spirit filled yes. life. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. So she switched. Yep. Yes. That's a, that's a testimony. A lot of people here could yep. testify. Yep. They started realizing you, your yep. testimony, yep. realizing, wait a minute, this thing that was divinely implanted in my spirit, yep. I was filtering it through my mind, putting my own interpretation on how to do that. Yes. But they got to praying out of their most holy faith. And they got that sanctified. You understand what I'm talking about? You understand what I'm talking about? Now, go back here to James. This is a bit of a shotgun sermon, but that's just fine with me. Used to bother me. It doesn't bother me anymore. James chapter 3. We were were there. We got to finish this up. He said here, that if we can control our tongue, in many things we offend all. Verse 2, James 3, 2. If, if any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man or mature man, able also to bridle the whole body. So if you can control your tongue, you can control your whole body. Because the tongue, the reason is because the tongue is our most unruly member. Isn't that what it says there? It's our most unruly member. Somewhere there it says that. I'm looking for it, but it's there. Uh, So, yeah, verse 8. The tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Somewhere there anyway it says that. So, but here's my point. So if you can control your tongue, you can control your whole body. Well, what is happening whenever you're yielding your tongue to speaking in other tongues? Yielding your tongue to the Holy Spirit to speak in other tongues. Oh, you're getting your tongue under control. Okay, now, think about this. Let me just say this the way the Lord gave it to me. James 3, 8, in the context, uh, if God is the only one, now go down here to the tongue, go down here, verse number 8, the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. All right, so no human being talking about without the help of the Spirit. If you look at the word man, it's literally natural man. No natural man can control the tongue. He can't clean up his speech. I mean, he tries. Can't clean it up. Uh, He he can't uh, do that with his natural abilities. But he didn't say there that without God's help, you can't. So James 3, 8, within the context, if God is the only one that can tame the tongue, and from the context, the tongue is the rudder of your life, In other words, it'll direct your life. In other words, your tongue can take you into your own plans, take you into your own ideas and your own thinking, whether it be about marriage, whether it be about investing, whether it be about whatever. You can get to talking about something and talk yourself right into it because it'll rudder. Your tongue will rudder your life. Don't start saying things until you know that it's the will of God. Don't just start saying, you know, we're thinking about doing this. We're thinking about doing that. Just say, we're led of the Spirit, whether to do this or do that. You can talk yourself right into it. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. 
But if, if the tongue is those three things, you can't control it without the help of the Spirit. Number two, uh, it's the most unruly member. And if you can control it, you can control your whole body. And number three, the tongue can rudder your life or, or, or get, turn your life in a certain direction. If those three things are true, then the plan that God has for you and you getting into that plan is connected to you speaking much in other tongues. Rather than doing your plan. Amen. And your own thinking. You're doing God's plan now and what he has in mind. You're doing his will. Because why? You're speaking much in other tongues. Because when you're praying in other tongues, you're praying out the will of God. Romans 8. Did you see all that? Did you see how God, how we put that all together? So put number one, put the word in your mouth. Put the word of God in your mouth. But number two, the Holy Spirit, you notice he said the tongue can no man tame. That means we can, with the help of God, we can. And guess what? The Holy Spirit is God. That's not deep revelation, but when you think of it in the context of this, when you yield your tongue to the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, you're yielding your tongue to God because he is the Holy, the Holy Spirit is God. So you can yield your tongue to God by speaking the word of God with your understanding, or you can yield your tongue to God by yielding it to the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. Hallelujah. And that'll tame your tongue. That'll direct your life right into the will of God. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. So yield to his utterances. Praise the Lord. And he knows the plan of God. His will will come to pass. And his job is to rudder you into his will as you let him rudder your tongue. There's been many things that, that, that God, through praying in other tongues, revealed to me that I want you to do this or go this direction. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Yeah. I have no ability to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the money. I don't have this. I don't have that. So what am I going to do now? I'm going to yield my tongue to, to the Holy Ghost and speak out the wonderful works of God. People that pray much in tongues, they have faith to work with God on the backside of their miracle. <laughs> How's that going to happen? I don't know. And whenever I'm praying that out, the, the, things are working. Things are moving. God's putting people in place. God, I've had some of the, uh, I, Brother Hagin said it. I said it worked for me. Some of the greatest miracles as a result of praying much in other tongues. I told you about the man raised from the dead. I could tell you many, many testimonies. In fact, if Pastor Jay gets an unction to pray much over the weekend in the Holy Ghost, you better watch out and start on church on Sunday morning. Come on. Come on. Now, you can do that all the time, but sometimes you just get a divine urge to. Why? Because God's trying to do some works. He, he, he needs somebody to pray out those works. Yeah. Come on. I'll never forget. I don't remember how many years ago, maybe five or so years ago. I just had a divine unction. I didn't know who. I, see, if you, knew, if you knew more, you could, be, uh, you could be accused of being, you could be accused and, of being guilty of covetousness yeah. Yeah. Or, or manipulation or something like that. But you don't know. 
I just kept having a sense there, there's a financial breakthrough coming. And, and, and I, I kept sensing, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so I don't know, for a couple of weeks, just, just praying much in the Holy Ghost. And one service, I don't remember Sunday or Wednesday, somebody just dropped in a cool $65,000 into the offering. And as soon as I saw that it had come in, immediately I knew. I prayed that out. I was praying out that, that, that miracle. And I said something to the congregation about me praying, and I could tell the Lord was working on something. And the individual came to me afterwards, and they said, uh, Pastor, they said, uh, if you hadn't have prayed, I probably wouldn't have done it. I said, well, I'm innocent. I didn't know who was, I didn't know what was going. I didn't know who, I didn't know what, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. I didn't, I'm just praying, just a divine urge to pray. They said, because so many times I thought about, well, I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't really have to do that. Well, of course they didn't. No, no, no pressure, no obligation. No, nobody said, nobody even knew they had, nobody even knew they were working. God was working on them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Amen. But he was. And so we just yielded to that, and by praying for them, no doubt, praying in the Holy Ghost for them, God was able to keep working with them to bring them to the place where they could, they had what they needed to do. They had what they needed to obey God. Anybody ever decided against obeying God? We've all done that, right? But I'm telling you, some people need our prayers. The plan of God will move forward much faster, yes. much with a lot, a lot of miraculous help yes. by praying much in other tongues. There's some people that uh, maybe they're just not making their connection for their miracle on their own faith, mm. but God will have us working on the backside of that. Yeah, that's good. Amen. Pray something out. Pray out a manifestation of the Spirit. Pray out, pray out signs and wonders, and Amen. and they get in service, and bam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've had people, number number of people, someone was just talking, actually two people were just telling me, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, up here after one of these, one of, I think it was last, last time we did prayer service on Wednesday night. Um, they came up and they said, uh, what you were talking about in the, in the, in the service tonight, uh, praise the Lord, I'm just, I lost all track of time. It's, it's, just, it's just good up here. What you were talking about in the service tonight, you remember how I came to church, these two individuals, you remember how I came to church? I said, uh, remind me. Yeah. And they reminded me. Yeah. And I'm talking about <laughs> first time they came to church, sitting right over here. Yeah. 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 All of a sudden, we're preaching, all of a sudden, a ball of fire. You, boom, like that. Hit them, knocked them out. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, they saw a ball of fire, boom, like that. Yeah. Come on. Ooh. Yeah. 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 That'll, that'll change your mind. Lower <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I guess if there's tongues of fire that can sit on somebody, there's balls of fire that can hit them in the head. <laughs> give me some, Lord. Give me some. I, just, I see that look on their face. <laughs> Hallelujah. Brother Hagin said he was preaching in a service one time and had, had doors in the back, you know, the lobby outside the doors. And uh, he's preaching along and a man busts through the doors, you know, came, came in through the lobby and busts through the doors into the auditorium, looked around wild like, 
like this and came marching right down the aisle. He's down here preaching. The man came marching right down the aisle. Of course, the ushers are like, hold on, what's going on here? And he says, he said, what is this? And Brother Hagin said, it's a church service. And he said, I was walking down the street out here. He said, I'm just minding my own business. Sinner man. Sinner man. Turn to your neighbor and say, sinner man. Sinner man. Not sitting in the center section. He's sinner. If you were here when Pastor Tim preached, you, you know. Sinner, he's walking down the street. He said, all of a sudden, he said, a ball of fire came just right in front of me. And he said, it started moving. He said, I'm looking at it like, where's that going? And it led him right to the church, right through the doors, and came through the doors and started going down the aisle. He came in and he's looking for that ball of fire. He said, where am I? <laughs> he didn't even know where he was. He's in church service. They, they prayed for him, led him to the Lord right there. God saved. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. That's a sign. That's a wonder. Somebody said, what was that? I wonder. I don't know. Could have been an angel. Could have been a, just a ball of fire. Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Stand with me. Stand up with me. Thank God for the move of the Holy Ghost. I tell you, we got to get into some of these things. We got to get into some deeper moves of the Holy Spirit. Tongues, tongues is the doorway in. Tongues, interpretation of tongues. Prophecy. Get you in the door. Praise God. Once you get in the door, in that room, there's all sorts of gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Somebody said, is this a word of faith, church? Yes and no. Yes, we preach the word of faith, but we're also Holy Ghost people. Praise God. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this, this era is time for a move of the Holy Ghost. This is how you get into deeper things. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. There's some wonderful works God wants to do. Praise the Lord. If your life's boring, then start praying more in the Holy Ghost. Nothing ever happens to me. Well, of course not. Now that attitude. Now just start edifying yourself and building yourself up. Just get sappy drunk. You talking about church? Well, fine. Church, good. Yeah. But home. In your own, in your own devotional time. Praise the Lord. And then rather than come to church to get something, you'll come to church you have something. <laughs> yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now, if you're here, if you're here and you're a part of this congregation or your visitor, doesn't matter, either one, and you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, spoken with other tongues, and you desire that, then come on up. Make your way up here. Amen. Today is your day. Today is your day. We were preaching in Effingham, Illinois. Just come on up while I'm talking. 
in Effingham, Illinois, and uh, we knew these pastors well. We actually knew a lot of the people in the congregation. We've been there many, many times. And uh, this one lady, actually, you ever heard me talk about those, those uh, ladies I preached on complaining and, and judging and so forth? And these, these two ladies, they were roommates, and they said after the service they got convicted. Remember that? They said, well, we can't. I was going to say that, but that's complaining. Remember that? Anyway, one of those ladies started dating a guy. He's from a denominational church. He had been coming to this church. I'd known him. I had met him and knew his background a little bit. He's saved, born again. But yet, right on the other hand, he's never been filled with the Holy Ghost. So I'm preaching along. He's on the second row. Preaching along. I don't even remember what I was preaching on. I'm preaching along, and it just came up out of my spirit, and I said it right out of my spirit before I knew what I was saying. His name was Lincoln. His short name, short for Lincoln, was Link. I'm preaching along. I stopped and said right out of my spirit before I knew what I was saying. I said, Link, tonight's your night. I'm thinking, what's tonight? What's tonight? What's tonight? But the Lord wanted him to be filled with the Spirit that night. Then I just went on, preached, just act like nothing had happened, like God hadn't said anything. Preaching along, just minimizing my own business. Got over by him after a while. Again, I said, Link, tonight's your night. He turned as red as a, as a, as a red beet. And so uh, we preached along some more. And uh, I said, are you ready to receive? He said, sure. And he stood up and started speaking in tongues right there. Praise God. Well, today's your day. Today's your day. We're going to lay our hands on you. And here's what's going to happen. There's going to be something up out of your spirit. I, I say spirit. I'm not talking about up here. I'm talking about up out of your belly. Remember, Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. There's going to be something come up out of your spirit. Yeah. And uh, it's going to want to come out your mouth. And it's not going to be English. Your head, your entire life has known what you're saying. But you, this, you won't know what you're saying here. And when it comes up, you let it come out of your mouth. It's going to sound like it doesn't make any sense. It's not intellectual. You, it won't make any sense to your mind. Paul said, or, or, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts 2-4, they were all filled and began to speak. They were all filled and began to speak. And according to that verse, who did the speaking? They did. So you're going to have this come up out of your spirit, and it's going to want to come out. And you might think in your mind, okay, I'm waiting on the Holy Spirit to do that, to say that. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak in tongues. You do. As he gives you the utterance. The utter- he's going to give you the utterance, and that's as far as he's going to go. Now it's, it's up to you. When I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I was very Mennonite. Had a Mennonite haircut, everything. Very Mennonite. <laughs> Mennonite thinking, all sorts of Mennonite. I took off dancing in a Holy Ghost meeting beside this wild redheaded right here one day, and the Mennonite left. It just flew away. <laughs> but before that, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost as a, I think I was 15 years old, and, and that kept coming up. It kept coming up. It kept coming up, and they said, go ahead and speak that out, and I just <laughs> never had done that before. But boy, whenever I let it flow, it flowed. Yielded to it, and I got drunk, sappy. Nobody had told me you're supposed to get drunk, but I just got sappy. Hanging on to the doorknob, trying to stand up. But that's all good for you. It won't hurt you at all. Amen. 
But you don't have to. If that doesn't happen, fine. But there will come up tongues, all right? Stretch out your hand towards each one of these. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Belongs to every one of us. Belongs to these that came this morning. Father, as we lay our hands on them, we thank you that each one of them will be filled with the Holy Spirit and given utterance in an unknown tongue to speak out those mysteries, those things which you desire for them to, to yield to in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we lay our hands on our brother now in the name of Jesus. And Father, fill him now with the Holy Spirit. As he yields to that, Father, we thank you for that utterance now. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just keep on speaking. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Keep, just stand there and keep on speaking that. Just keep on speaking that. In the name of Jesus. This is for her, right? Father, we lay our hands on her now in the name of Jesus to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank you for baptizing her to overflowing, giving her utterance in an unknown tongue to speak out the glorious mysteries and wonders of God. Speak it up loud so, so that you can hear yourself. Work with her there. Up out of your belly. It wants to come up. Just yield to it. Yield to it loud enough so you can hear yourself. That's it. There it is. There it is. Just, just let that river flow. Just let that river flow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Just keep on speaking. I'm going to walk away, but you don't stop, all right? Mom, you help her. Just keep on speaking. Okay, now I lay my hands on him, on Eli, in the name of Jesus, that he might be filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Right now, the Spirit of God comes on him, rises up within him, giving him that utterance. Out of, a, out of his mouth, out of his belly comes a river of living water, including tongues, in the name of Jesus. Yield to it. It wants to come up. It'll sound funny. Just yield to that. It's not you making it up. That's not you making that up. That's, that's the Holy Ghost. That's it. There you go. There you go. Oh, my. Keep on yielding to that. Keep on yielding to that. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come up here, Mom. Help him. He's, he's yielding. Yielding more and more. Filling. The wonderful plan, the wonderful plan, the wonderful plan, the plan that walks, that takes him into marvelous places in you. Ha ha ha. Many, 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 many experiences in the spirit as you've planned and ordained for the work of God to be done through his life and through his hands and through his lips uh, for all to your name and your glory. Hallelujah. That's it. Just keep on yielding to that. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Just keep on yielding to that. Just keep on yielding to that. 
Hallelujah. I was reminded, that, go ahead and just keep you, you know, lightly to yourself, sir. But I was reminded when I was filled with the Holy Spirit at my home church at Antioch Family Worship Center, I was very timid at the time. And, you know, praying in the Spirit gives you boldness, but you got to yield to it and you grow into that, right? But I, so I didn't really yield when they laid hands on me because I was, I was timid. So when I went home, they just told me, yield to that as you go home. So when I just got by myself and, and yeah. just, you know, one or two words, but I just popped that up and the devil get on your shoulder and he'd say, you know, you don't have anything. Just shut up. That's what they told me to say. Shut up. Actually, it was yeah. friends at a Youth for Christ club. That's where I was. Sorry, Lord. But anyway, uh, so when it, because at my home church, they didn't know how to tell you to yield. But my friends showed, showed me how to yield. So during the praise and worship time where the anointing would get strong at church, I would yield to that, you know, because others were praying in tongues and it would come on me stronger. But still, I was kind of timid. So grandma lived with us. And you've heard me talk about grandma. I'm getting someplace. All right. And uh, she would call me in there at night before she went to bed and want me to read scriptures to her. And then she'd pray in the Holy Ghost. So I just kind of lightly, timidly pray. Well, when I went to uh, Bible school, then my roommates were bold. And just, let's pray. And I'm like, oh my goodness, these are a bunch of weirdos, you know? And uh, so, but I just act like I knew what I was doing, you know, and it just got stronger and stronger and stronger. So what I'm saying here is that's what it does. You just got to start yielding. So just yield in your own prayer time. You know, if, if you didn't come up here and, you know, and fall out in the Holy Ghost, it's okay. You know, but just yield in your own prayer time, yield during the praise and worship when you see, hear others. And just act like you know what you're doing, all right? It's yeah. okay. And and you'll grow into that. And when you're praying for yourself and praying for others, see, we don't know what we ought to pray as we ought. We can pray in the natural. Yeah. But you limit yourself, like Pastor said. We've got to start praying in the Spirit, whether that's five, ten minutes, you know, 20 minutes. But just start yielding to that, even in your own prayer time, in your own bedroom or something. And then gradually, yeah. you're going to just get more skilled at that, and yeah. you're not going to care. If anybody hears you, right. I'm in places right now where usually it's a ministry anointing that comes on me, but I'm in places where sometimes there are unbelievers around me and I'm, a, and I'm a, Lord, it's so inappropriate, but it just unction comes on. Hey, just like grandma. And you know, I, it's because it's boldness, not trying to be weird, but just following yeah. the unction. You'll get to a place where you just know what's right and then what's just not in a, you know, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate. So I just wanted to share that. It's a progression. Just yield to yeah. that. Praise Amen. The Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's just all lift our hands and worship God in the spirit. Sikelati ka kelebrozo ki taye ande Tansiti ke lugeta sikete Uketa nadikali Sukalade ne kolo Hagedidi halike Over in the glory realm over in the glory realm, all that we ever needed is found. Over in the glory 
glory, glory realm. Over in the glory realm, all that we ever need is found. Over in the glory, glory, glory realm. Over in the glory realm, all we'll ever need is found. Over in the glory, glory, glory realm. Work with me now. Over in the glory realm, all we'll ever need is found. Over in the glory, glory, glory realm. Now you're getting it. Over in the glory 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 let's change it glory realm over in the over in the glory realm all we'll ever need is found over in the glory 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 realm now we go through the door into greater places than before stepping into more stepping into more stepping into more than before now we go through the door we go through the door into more stepping through the door stepping through the door Stepping through the door into more. Hallelujah. So you can just do that in your own house. In your own house. <laughs> Glory. Praise the Lord. Somebody said, I never get to the place I can get it in English. Just keep on praying in tongues. You can get to a place you hit a gusher. Amen. You're looking at me a little funny. I can hear some of your thinking. I'm not a prophet. Well, you don't have to be a prophet to do what I'm talking about. You can do this in your own private prayer devotional life. Glory. Over in the glory realm, all we'll ever need is found. Over in the glory, glory, It's just an illustration. Amen. That's an illustration of what you can do in your own private prayer life. Praise the Lord.